Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now, here is this week's message from Pastor Floyd Hughes. Hey, church family. Welcome to our Sunday morning worship celebration. I know many of you guys were expecting a live stream, right? Um, Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Just one second. There you go. That's probably something that you're a little bit more accustomed to seeing. And uh, welcome to our Sunday celebration where we love celebrating Jesus, especially on the 4th of July. I don't normally dress like the American flag, but when I do, I go all out. So uh, this 4th of July... Uh, we are live streaming, not really live streaming, this is pre-recorded as you can probably tell, but I uploaded it so it would kind of like premiere and we'd all get to watch it at the same time together. I'm watching this right along with you guys. Uh, but before we get to our Sunday celebration, I want to pray first and foremost uh, and ask you guys to continue to pray uh, about ministries that we can do that are going to help our community that are going to help us serve our communities more. So, God, we lift up Crossroads to you. We lift up all of the congregations in and around the Jefferson Hills, uh, South Hills area, and we pray that we would find ways to be a blessing to people in these communities, to lift up and exalt your name, and to make Jesus known. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Now, I get some of you guys are a little, you know, uncomfortable or maybe even not happy about the fact that we're doing all of this via the Internet. But even though we're watching via the Internet, we're connected by God's Holy Spirit. So uh, let's get this off. The 4th of July, usually a time of great celebration. Like right now, people are, 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 are kind of preparing foods. And like I know Brandon Wagner's probably got stuff that he's meats that he's getting ready to cook. There are families that are getting whole barbecues ready. There are people that are getting out the flag-colored silverware and all kind of stuff. But because of everything that's going on in our community, uh, it's not really a 4th of July like what we are accustomed to. This is probably one of the uh, years where there will be more division and less celebrating about the 4th of July than normal, right? Uh, normally, it's, it's uh, a day of, like, great independence and celebrating and uh, people just rejoicing and, and having an awesome time and fireworks and remembering that the unity we all have and that we, our nation fought for and that how we're all bonded together by that unity. But because of all the things that have happened this year, probably not so much, probably not too many people that are celebrating, so to speak. Uh, there's been a lot of economic chaos. There are a lot of families that are still trying to get over that. There's been a lot of racial tension. Uh, a lot of families were impacted by that. I experienced a lot of that myself. There's been a lot of mass shootings and violence and loss of life throughout all of our communities across our nation. So not a lot of people happy about that. And I, 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 I concur. There's, there's just uh, something needs to be done to stop that. But from the political side, Rather than answers, 
All we're getting is division where people are on one side saying, hey, if you would follow me, I'm going to do what you guys want. And the people on the other side saying, well, if you guys follow me, I'll do what you guys want. And none of the politicians are saying, how can we make the nation as a whole better for anyone? Which is what the 4th of July is all about. So instead of celebrating the unity in our nation, there are families and communities that are divided across our nation. So I wanted to focus on something that would unite us. Now, here's a phrase that many of you are probably not really accustomed to, or you haven't heard it a lot. If you're a geek, you know it. Uh, it's this phrase, and it says, truth, justice, and the American way. Right? It's a phrase some of you are familiar with from your history uh, of, of the comic book days. Many people don't know where that phrase comes from. So let me give you a little bit of background. In World War II, uh, the American soldiers went overseas to fight in Europe. When they went to fight in Europe, uh, people back home were trying to find ways to boost morale to get the entire country united around this common cause, fighting against the Nazis in Europe. So there was this radio show, some of you may be familiar with it, called the Superman Radio Show. It was called a radio serial, and you know, granted, despite the gray hair, I wasn't around in World War II, so I didn't see it. But truth be told, uh, I did get some of the DVDs with the radio clips on them, because I'm a geek, and I love Superman. Uh, so, but in the 1940s, going into the later part of the 1940s, they were trying to find ways to boost morale. So the radio show added this phrase, so instead of just starting the Superman show, they began to announce the show with the phrase, Superman, the defender of truth, justice, and the American way. Now here's the thing, he was the defender of truth because truth is what the American culture was supposedly built upon, right? Dealing with the realities uh, and, 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 and helping one another. It was built upon justice because that's what the Americans were fighting for. They were overseas fighting for justice. And it was built upon the American way because the American way was to help those who were in need, to use the resources we have to help those who were without resources or those who were in desperate need. Right? So that's what the soldiers were fighting for in World War II. Truth, justice, and the American way. So they took this radio show about Superman and they applied that phrase. Now, although this can't be proven, many people believe the source of this phrase is from a passage in the book of Isaiah. I'm one of those people that believe it. I'm also one of the people that can't prove it. But here's the passage from the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 1, it says, Learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. So this is this phrase where uh, in his opening passage, God is saying to the people of Israel through the prophet Isaiah, hey, you guys need to learn to do right. You need to seek justice. You need to defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case or the cause of the widow. Right? So this was God saying that, hey, you guys need to help other people. He wasn't uh, uh, applauding them for what they were doing. He was criticizing them 
for what they were not doing, right? And unfortunately, I believe if God were to say something to America, he would almost say the exact same thing, that we need to learn to do right, that we need to seek justice, that we need to defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, and plead the case of the widow, right? So the, the ideals of true justice in American way, God would say you shouldn't keep saying those because you don't live them and you don't believe them. We don't really live and believe out uh, what we call uh, truth, even though we claim that's, that's what we believe, because we sacrifice truth for whatever is popular, right? Justice literally means to seek and do what is morally right, but we don't really seek out justice. We don't really do what's morally right. And the American way is, is no longer to, to help others, but we tend to just do what's right for ourselves, what's right in our own eyes. We don't do everything that we believe should be done to help all of these other people, even though we should. We've, we've lost sight of truth, justice, and the American way. Now, the nation of Israel got so bad that they were on their way to collapse because of their lack of morality, right? So uh, they were doing so bad that in the book of Jeremiah, God says to them that, hey, uh, you need to get better at doing all of these things because you've kind of lost sight of, of your focus. Now, granted, when Jeremiah says this, it's several hundred years after God had already spoken to them through Isaiah. And God tells them, hey, that you're going to end up going into captivity because you fail at holding up to these ideals. And I'm not saying that America is going to go into captivity because we failed at holding up to these ideals, but I am saying that we've lost sight of what truth, justice, and the American way actually mean. Now, um, there was a... Uh, a general, General MacArthur, uh, who said the same thing. He, he, in the 1950s, made this statement. I'm going to read it uh, here for you, because and hope I don't think you can see it on the screen. Uh, he said, in this day of gathering storms, as moral deterioration of political power spreads, this is in the 1950s, he says, it's growing infection. As it spreads, it's growing infection. It is essential, not optional, essential that every spiritual force be mobilized to defend and preserve the religious base upon which this nation is founded. He went on to say this, for it has been that base, the religious base, the spiritual aspect of America, which has been the motivating impulse to our moral and national growth. And then he said this, and I've seen a lot of memes about this, and a lot of people posting this, this is true, history fails to record a single precedent in which nations subject to moral decay have not passed into political and economic decline. He says there's no nation in history that, ha that, that started moral decay that got better on its own. Here's what he says. See how he finishes this. He says there's either been a spiritual reawakening to overcome the moral lapse or a progressive deterioration leading to ultimate national disaster. So he makes this clear. He says that, hey, 
uh, we've got to get to the point where either from a spiritual aspect, uh, we get right with God and say, hey, we've got to do better. And, and the, the people of God take the lead on leading the nation. Or we're just going to collapse like every other nation in history that experienced moral decline, right? Now, what God said through Jeremiah is he gave them this conditional statement. You're going to end up going into captivity. You're going to end up risking and losing it all unless you do this. Here's what he said. If you, nation of Israel, will return, O Israel, says the Lord, and you can replace nation of Israel with people of God, right? Because even though he's writing this to the nation of Israel, he's saying it to his people, and we're his people. He says, if you, nation of Israel, or people of God, if you will return to me, and if you will put away your abominable false gods out of my sight and not stray or waver, and we can replace false gods with, with, with celebrities, with political power, with greed, with sexual infidelity, with all of the immoral practices that we have put above God and we the people of God have made acceptable when God says we're supposed to reject them. He says if we'll put away those things, and not stray or waver, and here's the key, and if we swear, in other words, if we make the commitment as the Lord lives, in truth, in judgment and justice and in righteousness, uprightness in every area and relation, then the nations will bless themselves in him, and in him they will glory. So he makes this, God makes this conditional statement for Israel that we can kind of apply to us today. He says, if we will first and foremost, if we will put God first, that means that we take the time uh, to spend, uh, whether it be going to the Sunday celebration, watching online. So many people are critical of watching Sunday celebrations online. They're like, you're not really being the church. But there are people in underground churches in China who are watching it online because it's illegal, and they're only gathering in twos and threes. When the church began, it began in-house churches with just groups of people because they were being persecuted. There's absolutely nothing wrong uh, with gathering and watching the body of Christ come together online because we're connected not just by the internet, but by the Holy Spirit of God. But yes, if you can, go join in person. We have multiple people uh, that watch us and, and call themselves a part, and they are a part of our church family that have never set foot in this building. But they, they pray for us. Uh, they're, they're in our, uh, uh, our Facebook prayer group, our church group. They watch us online. They join us for our, our live stream prayer. And they probably show up more than some of the people that come online because that's the way that they do it. And some of them aren't in our community. They're in another state. Uh, they're in another location but they're still a part of the body of Christ. And they have committed, hey, even if I can only do it online, I'm going to put God first. And that's what we need to make the commitment to do, to put God first, uh, 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 to spend time with him in prayer, to spend time in his word. And if we do that, and if we eliminate the idols, the things that we have uh, decided to worship above God, celebrities, um, um, uh, politicians and politics and 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 I gotta be honest, Netflix and TikTok, social media fall all within there, and I probably spend more time on Netflix and TikTok than anyone watching this right now, double. My wife would say tripled, and she would not be lying. But, but I also try to make sure that every single day I spend time with God first, 
uh, in prayer and try not to make these idols, but they're just things that help pass the time. So if we put God first, if we eliminate the idols, and if we uphold truth, justice, and righteousness, that means we might have to sacrifice some of our denominational procedures because they're not true. We might have to sacrifice some of the political practices because they're not true. And we have to commit to uphold, hey, you know what? I'm going to uphold truth and justice and righteousness. And God says, if we do this, then the nations will glory in him. That means we can bring this truth, righteousness, and, and what should be the American way to the nations. Our nations will be blessed. Our communities will be blessed. Our cities will be blessed. We have the ability to make the world a better place if we're willing to take the time to put God first, eliminate the idols, and uphold justice, truth, and righteousness. And then we can get back to having this as our motto, truth, justice, and the American way. So I want you to bow your heads with me unless you're driving. Uh, and I want to pray, God, we pray that you would instill in us your people, especially on this weekend where we celebrate the independence of our nation. I pray that you would instill in us a desire for truth, which is what we're celebrating, people that fought for truth, people that fought for justice. And this nation united around the American way of with upholding your ideals, we pray that you restore us to that place. Instill it in our hearts. And we pray that we, the people of God, would commit to putting you first, eliminating the idols, and upholding truth, justice, and righteousness. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I pray that you guys have an awesome rest of your 4th of July weekend. Please be safe. And I know I have absolutely positively no right to say this. Some people might say I'm overstepping if I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Brandon Wagner, if you can, save me some of your barbecue. All right. God bless. You guys have an awesome weekend.